Hi, I'm Denny Van. I live with severe food sensitivities. I'm Chef Ken, and I teach people with food sensitivities how to cook. Welcome to the Food Sensitives Podcast. So, Chef, I was in search of a mayonnaise that I could have, and it was interesting to see one of the mayonnaise I pulled off the shelf right in front of the label. It said gluten-free, but I look at the ingredients, and the very first ingredient is soybean oil. So, Chef, mayonnaise, what is it about mayonnaise? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, and, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Um, we like to have this be a fun family-oriented program where we exchange ideas to have a better way of life and to eat healthy, right? But what it truly is and what brought me here is a literal call to arms to pay attention to what's going around you at all times. Almost like you have to raise up your situational awareness to the mere fact of whatever you put in your mouth or on your body all the time. So, you know, we've brought up um, mise en place, everything in its place. And we would like to get people to think more like that, get their head in their place. And how do we do that? You know, we've been talking about recipe books and all kinds of things to, uh, you know, get the juices flowing and stuff. But what I'd like to do is actually get down to the brass tacks. Let's talk about doing some research, all of us together, and educating ourselves on the what is going on in the culinary food eating world around us, whatever you want to call it. So firstly, mise en place everything in its place. So let's forget about the recipe book, which I love, which we'll talk about again in, in a minute. Let's go to the beginning of it all. And I would like everybody to go to their computers, their phone, their tablet, whatever, their interweb, and look up mother of all sauces or mother sauces. If you don't know about that kind of stuff already, you know, it's, it's a nice education. It helps break you into the classical culinary world. But what it does for me is help break everything down to its basics. The mother sauce is a grand sauce in culinary terms that is broken down to smaller sauces or sub sauces. Like for example, we'll just say it's a cream sauce in the kitchen, we'll call it a bechamel sauce. It's a white sauce. So you know it could be a cheese sauce, a mushroom sauce, any kind of cream based sauce. And if you're interested in what actual sauces are, look up bechamel sauce. Okay. I did do a quick search on um, mother sauces and it's all across the board, everything from what are the four mother sauces to what are the seven mother sauces. So there are several, several mother sauces. So would like a mayonnaise base be one of those? No, that depends on where you come from. And I'm so glad you brought it up because if you have a classical education, you look at it this way. If you're doing some research and you're a restaurateur or whatever, you look at it that way. Some people will say mayonnaise is a mother sauce, 
others would say it is not. Now, mayonnaise has a history. Look it up. Just look it up for me, folks. And then maybe some of us could talk about it later. What I would like to talk about is years gone by, our mother sauces were somewhat consistent in the ingredients we used, where we'd get them, what they meant. Now, you go to your local favorite store to buy a mayonnaise. Your friend calls and says, we could only have gluten-free, but you're not aware that they can't have soy or turmeric or whatever could be in this mayonnaise. You buy it. You think you do a good thing. They can't have it. You waste, actually. The stuff is not cheap on sale. Five, eight, nine bucks, whatever. What I'm getting to is what we were talking about at the very beginning. It's a call to arms. Let's all open our eyes. Let's go to our favorite products, see what the ingredients label says, and right there in the store on your tablet, phone, whatever, look them up and see what they mean and see what you're actually putting in your body. You got to understand that canola oil in our family is pretty reasonable. Mayonnaise you can make from all different kinds of oils, whatever, you know, rocks your boat. But your store-bought stuff most likely will use what is most available and what is cheapest. And you could rest assured one day you see something with an oil you can have like canola oil and you forget, you don't look, and all of a sudden you get soyed because they changed it. It was cheaper or more available. And this happens all the time. It just recently happened. And canola for me is one of the lesser of the offenders, but I really have to stay away from the corn and the soy. And when it says vegetable oil, it's usually a combination of all of those. So yes, reading ingredients. Yes. Now here's what turns me on about this whole conversation. Mayonnaise. We use it in everything. It's got a standard taste and standard flavor, right? And then you could go to your local restaurant. They mix mayonnaise with this and that and call it that and this. Here at home, it, you could whip it up. Mayonnaise literally can be whipped up. You'll have people say, "Can you? what do you make mayonnaise with? The egg yolk? The egg white? All of it? And you'll say, you'll find out. Yes, you can. Look up easy mayonnaise recipes. Don't trust me. Don't. I mean, the internet is loaded with answers, with experiments, with guidelines. And the easiest recipe is you look at is, is your first mother sauce then. You know, you're learning to make a mayonnaise. And I'm saying this strictly because health reasons, wallet reasons, happy reasons mayonnaise is not cheap and you can literally whip it up in minutes with little effort easy cleanup and use it in your coleslaw your salads on your you know your sandwiches whatever rocks your boat that's what i why i like that how this came up it is a perfect segue for someone who is um apprehensive about doing something in the kitchen and and it is easy as pie. Yeah, because I did look up some recipes and some of them call for separating the egg or just using the yolk or just using the white. I mean, what's, what is the right thing to do? Right, and you can find out for yourself. Now, real quick, traditional 
mayonnaise is made with the yolk, it turns whitish because of the oil you're using, your ingredients. And also, you know, you put a little lemon in there, which tends to discolor, bring, you know what I mean? But what I'm getting to is um, whites would be left over right? You didn't care in a restaurant, you use the whites for whatever dish I'm making, you know, whites only with, but you at home, why, why would you even separate the two? You could use a whole egg, whip it up, add your favorite, safest, tastiest oil, a little Tabasco, lemon, acid, whatever, you know, you like to use. There's a myriad of ingredients then you're adding a little basil or cilantro or whatever, you know, you like to add for whatever dish you're, you're creating. It's simple. What I like is right off the bat, it's a less than five minute thing to do. And you can whip it up in front of your friends, um, impress them if that's what you're about. I mean, the tastes and flavors of freshness and just combining them as you go is, is awesome. And it is a perfect example on how to do things, what I call a la minute. I don't call it. It's a term I've learned, okay, because the whole, you know, the culinary world uses it. But it's um, a la minute, making each dish as it comes. And it's a perfect example of exercise on doing that. Small amounts, mixing all different kinds of flavors for individuals. It's, it, you can't get better than that. Yeah, because making a small amount of mayonnaise would be better in the long run than making big batches of something and having that go bad. Right, or not using it, and just the cost in doing it. What it teaches you is is making the world small. Individuality, it helps you with that. And when we're talking food sensitivities, our family's a perfect example different sensitivities across the board. So to be able to make a basic mayonnaise that everyone could have, and as I'm whipping up stuff for keys, whipping up stuff in the kitchen, you could add this for that person, that for this person. And you know, that's all about having our, our spice cabinet and our condiment section all organized. And before you know it, you're whipping it up and everybody's having stuff better than they could at their local restaurants. So what are the five sauces or the six sauces or the seven sauces that right, we talk right. about? Right, right. You know, you go by, um, yeah, the, we would just say the five traditional sauces and you would go by their liquid and then they need some kind of thickening agent. But you would have your bechamel, your velouté. Well, let's say bechamel is a cream. Velouté is a light sauce. Then you would have your espanol, which would be a darker sauce. And when I mean darker, it would be like from a chicken stock, a veal stock, a fish stock. Your brown sauce could be the same thing, but your thickening agent would, and, and additives would make it darker. So a lot of times these sauces will use some kind of wheat or gluten-based thickening. What would be alternatives to that thickening agent? Uh, and I'm so glad you asked that question too, because yes, you know, I didn't even mention it, wasn't going to mention it, hoping someone else would. It's called the roux. And yeah, you want to talk about gluten, it's a gluten roux. And that's why I asked for people to look up mother of sauces or mother sauces so we could have some kind of guideline to start from, the discussion from. And then we could start creating alternatives to have a, 
awesome bechamel sauce or a light velouté chicken sauce herbed, you know, for your dishes and stuff like that, or your tomato sauces, and then hollandaise, you know, your egg-based sauces with clarified butter. And that's a whole other discussion when it comes to mayonnaise. But you brought up perfectly, you know, the examples that I wanted to hit on. And the gluten part with the roux, especially in, you know, classical cuisine, it is a staple. So now we have to, you know, re remove that. And, and, you know, you could do it by reduction and other ingredients and stuff. And let's talk about that as our friends talk about it. You know what I mean? But uh, um, I like the whole thing because it brought us to the mayonnaise. And, and it's, it seems to be a problem for a lot of people. And, and it's just like a gift for me as a chef because it's the easiest fix anyone could do in their kitchen. You could whip it up with ingredients that you have right now. And it'll be better than anything you can buy. Look up a recipe. Don't even, I won't even give you one. I want you to tell me what you made. I'm going to make it. Then we can start making stuff together. And you'll be surprised how just that one exercise opens up a whole plethora of, of things for you to try in your kitchen. And not only that, giving me the confidence to try that recipe because making mayonnaise seems very complicated to me. You can't mess it up. Excellent. Yeah. You can't. You know, so uh, like we said, a call to arms. That's what this show really is about or this podcast. I don't even want to call it a show. I want to turn it into a way of life. And uh, so here we are. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to check us out. Don't forget to email us and all that and, and put a fire under my butt so that I could keep going and grooving on the things that we all need to get done. Yes, the recipe book challenge. I'm really looking forward to that. I need to update mine and uh, get some current recipes in there. I'm really looking forward to that. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast and then join our Facebook social learning, the food sensitives community. We'll see you there.